Kai, you put know, down the I goddamn carrot. Like, bees do squirt. Like, uh, I, I think that's a better idea. You know, just dude, honestly, I think bees squirting that seems logical to me. It's like, so it's not logical at it's all. So they they bees squirting is incredibly dumb. If they can you know? shake their ass and get pollen, I don't see what the, the issue is with them squirting. They like do a not shake their ass so and get So infuriating that people think that I can't do a kickflip. I can totally do a kickflip. If bees okay, do it right now. Yeah, hold on. I want to see this kickflip. Oh, wait, shit. We started recording. Oh. Oh, fuck yeah. oh, uh, hello. <laughs> oh uh, hello. Hello. Welcome to So You Think You Can Fan In. For our 200th episode. Yay. 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 We really did it. Yeah, we did it. We've yeah, been doing we this for it. 200, everybody. Two years now, question mark? Over. Two, two, two years over two years. Is it two yeah. and a half years? It's getting there. Our anniversary is in March. So, so next month. Well, I no, mean, September. That's the, no, it's March because that's when we start. Uh, that's when we start. September would be two and a half years. You liberal. Oh, oh that's what you're saying. I, I was going off of just the three year. So yeah, we've been doing this mm. for two years. Damn. Over. Yeah. Over two Over. years, two hundred episodes. Like wow. And today we're gonna be bringing something really, really cool. What do we got? We're reading Super Smash Universe. Is that what it's called? No, it's the Subspace Emissaries World Conquest. One of the yes, longest the fanfictions of all time. Yep. It's it's one of it's not just one of the longest fanfictions of all time. It's one of the long it used to be the longest literary work of fiction ever written by a human being for other people to read. I'm so excited to read it. It sounds really cool. Yeah. I've never um, read it, but I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Before we yeah. before we start, can I just can I just talk about something? Yeah, what, what you got? What you got? So so as as everyone pretty I think probably everyone here uh knows um maybe not Kai, but every everyone here knows and not anyone who's listening. I've been playing a lot of League of Legends lately. I am more than aware, yes. I did know that, for the record. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you knew that. Um, I'm infuriated. I'm fucking so angry. Let me tell you let me tell you guys about this this League of Legends game that I had today that oh, made God. me so angry. Not because I was doing <laughs> bad, not because I was doing good, but because nothing happened the entire game. I played a 30-minute game of League of Legends as Teemo on, oh, to- on the top lane. I was fighting as a champion named Nico. And Nico has this uh, this ability that, that roots you, so you can't move. You can attack and stuff, but you can't move. And it was the most fucking infuriating matchup of all time. I, I started the game with zero kills, zero deaths, and zero assists, and I ended the game with zero kills, zero deaths, and zero assists. And she also was- ended the game with zero deaths, zero kills, <laughs> and zero assists. That's fucking hilarious. It was a 30-minute game. Good God. I would, I, w- I would walk in to fight her. Timo has Q blinds you. It doesn't like stop you from targeting your abilities, but like you can't see. So like she would just use her ability. No, she, no, she can see. She just her attacks can't hit you. That's what blind does. It's yeah, not okay, like whatever. Graves' thing. Yeah, what it's different than Graves' blinding, which is not apparently Graves the blind. Graves is nearsighted, which is the same thing Nocturne's ultimate does. That's so stupid. Anyways, so I would cure her, and she'd and then she'd root me, and then I'd shoot her with my auto attack, and we'd both get down to about half health, and then she'd run away, and I'd run away, and then I'd heal in her tower. And then I'd run back and I'd, I'd, I'd engage her again and I, I'd shoot my cue to blind her and then she'd root me and then I'd hit her and she'd hit me and then we'd both run away. It happened for 30 fucking minutes straight. That's great. I love it. Was it was horrible. It was terrible. That's very good. It, because the, the thing with League is you have to level up by killing minions and usually whoever has a lead in minions is the one who ends up taking the advantage. We were tied the entire match. On minion kill. We would just clear each other's waves. We'd fight each other. We'd get yeah. stuck. We'd hit each other. And then we'd run away. Damn. Did you win? It was so... Yeah, did you win, son? No. My, the rest of my team fucking surrendered. 
Because they were losing lane. I was the only one not losing lane. Oh. I was I was completely and utterly fucking tied. It was it was actual insanity. The people I you hate play it. league with are insane, by the way. They're completely he, oh, off oh, their yeah. rockers. Yeah, I like this guy who plays he plays bot support, but he only cues uh fucking Vagar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's crazy. I do hear he uh he does a lot of carrying though. I heard he went twenty five, seven, and twenty the last time he played <laughs> with you. That's true. He did do that. Oh my god. His name is I Matt. I heard he could uh two shot a twitch. <laughs> he would His slap name, that yeah. fucking rat. Oh my yeah. god, you just you just set me off again. You just set me off again. I was playing <laughs> I was playing, we were playing earlier, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I was, I was, um, I was mm-hmm. supporting. I played support. Mm-hmm. I was playing Seraphine support. My first ever match of Seraphine. I did pretty good. I was like one, four, and nine or something. Mm-hmm. I was, my mm-hmm. friend Josh was playing Twitch, but I was so mad because in the middle of our tower is being taken. Our first tower is being taken. Josh uh-huh, gets uh-huh. up to go get fucking chicken out of the oven. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So he's just jerking off, sitting there as Twitch, fucking scratching his balls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's just sitting. I'm like screaming into my microphone so he can hear me across the house. I'm like, Josh, get the fuck back over here and get on your computer. Because we're losing. And he was like, oh, give me a minute. Give me, oh, oh, give me a minute. Oh, I was so mad. Because we were, I, we lost, we lost lane because he let them push for fucking three minutes. He's like, oh, he's like, why am I so behind on, on farm? I'm behind on, on minion CS. And I was like, wow, maybe it's because you fucking went AFK for three fucking minutes. I was so angry. I would just like to point out, to people who don't play League of Legends, you sound incredibly unreasonable when you say, I can't believe he left the game for three minutes. But anybody three who minutes has is played a League lot of Legends in is League really... I know, but anybody who has played League of Legends is really mad at the person who left the, for three minutes. Three minutes in League of Legends is like if we were playing fucking Monster Hunter and I just started... Like, I just got up to go fucking jerk off for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and just did nothing. And you guys just keep carding and I'm just I'm just fucking like like eating Oreos in the kitchen. I was I was so pissed. Dude, it oh my like god. And not to yeah. mention not mm-hmm. to mention they fucking just released this new big update for League of Legends today. Right? There's mm-hmm. a, they did another skin themed event. So the Star Guardian event starts today. Where everyone right. gets Sailor Moon outfits. There's like six new Sailor Moon outfits. Fiddlesticks gets a uh, a Star Nemesis outfit, and it looks really cool. They didn't put any of the old ones on sale. Yep. I've been I've been saving you. up I've been saving up Riot points to buy Star Guardian Jinx because I want Star Guardian Jinx, and I can't that- fucking get. Because it's 1900 RP and it didn't fucking go on sale. Even though they just released like a shit ton of new Star Guardian skins. So you think, you know, to celebrate, ooh, let's, let's, re- let's fucking re- let's put the other ones on discount so people can get them. You know, I was about Damn. to say we should probably get into the episode, but I, I have to ask how much money do you think it would cost to buy everything in League of Legends? Everything and probably if we're everything. talking like just skins, I would say it probably would be like ten thousand dollars to get every skin in League of Legends. Damn. I don't believe that. I think it's at least twenty thousand dollars. There's gotta so, be up there. There's because be there's there. so many champions that just don't have there's any so fucking skins. Many skins. There's, there's so, so many, many champs that don't have any skins, though. I, I would it must be at least a hundred dollars per champion to buy all the skins, right? No, because like Tarek Tarek has like four skins. Tarek yeah, would be like skins is like ten bucks, right? Uh yeah, that's that's fair. But I feel like if we're it, like, I feel like people are gonna be buying them when they're on sale. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna spend. No, no, I, I just ten dollars buy everything. Per skin. That's that's my question. Oh well, yeah. that's I don't. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, I don't probably twenty five thousand dollars. You know, guys, that seems I've been, insane to me. But that's probably I, I think, true. Yeah, 
I, I think we should, uh, you know, get into the episode. But you know that that the talk about buying things, uh, kind of kind of sparked something to me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people have the, have this philosophy that like DLC is like pay to win in a lot of fighting games. You know, like because uh-huh. because they want you to buy the thing so that way you know you support them and they can make more things, right? Like that's how it usually goes. I. I want to just put in perspective here that like Smash Ultimate is a pretty fucking wild game with like over 80 characters, which like most of them are actually like decently competent and could probably win a major. Like there, there's there's quite a lot of characters that you have to put into the matchup chart. But like, I think it's the funniest thing in the world that people are getting fucking pissed off over the four ninety nine purchase of Steve Minecraft being Steve the best Minecraft. character. Even the most... Stephen K. Minecraft yeah, is one yeah. of the strongest he's, characters. He is ever. not only the strongest zoner character, but he is also one of the only characters too. And I quote, have a protest to ban him where a bunch of players just play Steve to make the game unplayable, quote unquote. Also People has Okay, to like put in perspective on just how fucking wild it is about Steve is for starters, like he has a pro like a character protest to make the game just unplayable. But the the difference here is that it's not Steve Mains doing it. It is specifically people who don't like fighting Steve. Where unlike the Bayonetta whole spiel, Bayonetta's issue is the fact that they were put into a game with two socks, so it's even more vital to like not immediately die they were extremely explosive sdi was incredibly hard to do which it still sort of is in ultimate it's been made easier but the thing that really differentiates bayonetta and steve in my eyes is the fact that like bayonetta is not a fun character to watch because they do the exact same thing every single time Minecraft Steve can build a dick and balls on the stage and that somehow is going to just wrap around to like the the actual combo game right like that it's insane I I think it's just so funny that the most technical character in the game is fucking Steve Minecraft like could you imagine if you were playing like literally any other fighting game and then the joke character like dan hibiki was the most technical but most amazing character to watch like watching a good steve is like it's it's a magic like i feel like people get kind of mad when they see zoners and defensive play in fighting games but watching good defensive play and good zoning is so much fun to watch because you're having to basically just get into the mind of the opponent so fucking hard that you're able to cancel out any approaches that they do. I think that is so insane. I think that is worth commending. But people are like, no, because like Puff bad, it's slow and it's not melee. Motherfucker, like Hungrybox is like one of the only people that's able to do it. Like this, the whole Steve protest is just from a bunch of randos who probably know what they're doing a little bit, but the fact that they're doing it over Steve of all characters is so funny to me. I rather watch a Steve go over and over in tournament every single time, because like over like the ages, because I think that Steve is infinitely more fun to watch than a sortie who just does the same thing every single time. Like I'm sorry. Oh, I like I I can't like Bayonetta is not as good in Ultimate, but like if you if I were to watch Smash Four, I don't care about Cloud. I don't care about Bayonetta. I don't even care about like maybe one insert other top tier character here. I like watching some of the weirder top tiers show up. Like I like watching Gluttony play Wario. He is so fun to watch because as soon as he hits the up air clap, it's like oh well I guess he's farting a juicy one on this man. He's just going to let it rip. He's going to let that stank just hit them like a fucking wall, man. I love... Turn on my roommate's door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just <laughs> no, ass ripper. Like, I, I just think it's really cool that in out of all the things that happen in Smash Ultimate, these like there's are these quirky characters that don't see a lot of play because you would just rather play a more reliable character like the Aegis to like, to, like win tournaments because, you know, that makes you money. But why would I do that? Why would I watch that? That's boring to me. I don't want to watch Byleth just do the same 
command inputs every single time. I want to watch Steve do a giant F as somebody immediately SDs. I want to see Steve put a minecart setup that sets off the wooden pressure plate that blows up the TNT. Like there, there's so many big brain plays that Steve can do and seeing it in action is so awesome and people downplay it because it's defensive play. I'm so sick of fighting game players being understandably mad about defensive play when as a spectator, it is some of the most enjoyable content I have ever seen. I love watching people just run into somebody's punches like time and time again. And I'm, I'm still going to stay on record. I'm going to say this on the record because I think it's worth saying that out of all the characters that were put into the DLC, I don't think Banjo was the most disappointing. I know a lot of people think that Banjo is disappointing. Who, I like who Banjo. Who thinks Banjo was disappointing? Who the fu- uh, Everyone was fucking asking Twitter. for him. Yeah, everyone like, was asking as for As soon him. as he released... Everyone was like, they didn't want to play him because he was very like, he didn't have like a very fun play style to a lot of people. But like, it, it's the same fucking thing. Like, I don't, nobody wanted Byleth and yet somehow people play Byleth. Nobody wanted, like not a lot of people wanted Min Min or at least they didn't really care for Min Min. I think that the most, I'm, this is going to sound really like out there, but this is like a personal thing because I don't give a shit about this franchise at all currently because I just haven't had like a good time to sit down and play it. And it's a turn-based RPG, fun fact. I actually think that the worst inclusion that they've ever put into Smash Ultimate is either Hero or Joker. I think Persona music is bussin'. I think it's good as shit. I just don't care for the game. I think that there are more interesting Sega characters that they could have pulled from and way more interesting Square Enix characters that didn't have MIDI tracks to go along with them. Like... It's 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 such a cop out when Terry, Terry fucking Bogart, a literal who for so many people came with like 50 music tracks and then like Hero came in with like 10 midis. Hero came with more. Hero came with music. Didn't he, he came with? Yeah, he came with music, but they're all midis because the composer is very strict about how he like handles the music. So you get like a midi version of the song. Like you don't get like a true orchestral remix or anything like that. You don't get the fun stuff. And like. Again, as much as I like Joker, I think it would have been way better if I.I. from Super Monkey Ball was the next character. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I think that the funniest inclusion that they could have done is a Super Monkey Ball character. I want to play I as just, a funny monkey. I disagree on the most disappointing DLC for you because I think the most disappointing DLC character for me was Sephiroth. Because, like, didn't we see need that. Cloud and Sephiroth? I, I can I can agree to that, but I think the only thing that keeps me away from it is like I like the music that came with Sephiroth. I think that was the, the only that, way that they could have gotten that music, sadly. The thing that excites me the thing that excites me about Smash DLC is when it represents new franchises. So it's like, oh, we we got like Persona for the first time. We got Banjo, that's awesome. Arms have never had like a character, that's cool. And then they're like, oh yeah, also Fire Emblem and uh, fucking Final Fantasy get just another character, which like Sephiroth is kind of I mean, reasonable because you, you like say that. I wish it was somebody like like another like pro tag of Final Fantasy, like give us like fucking Squall or Titus or Lightning. It, it's but absolutely instead, ridiculous that like. Final Fantasy has like 35 years of gaming. Some some of the best music and like what? It gets like two, three tracks and a stage in Smash. Like why not like Squall or like well, what just came? Like the Warrior the of Light from FF14 or like... The, the thing is, is that like specifically, I know this uh, very specifically, is Square and music is very difficult. Like that's why the MIDI tracks came with Dragon Quest. Like the, the way that they got or were able to get the Final Fantasy tracks was probably because of the DLC thing. And that's how they were able to do it. And I, I totally agree. I think that Final Fantasy should have had way more tracks than they came with. And I think that they should have had a better representation of the series. And I also think that Arms should have just been a base game character. We got Springman as an assist trophy. I would have been totally okay with having an Arms rep over Incineroar. Like, that, that's just a personal thing to me. I disagree. Like, Incineroar is awesome. I mean, I like Incineroar. Don't get me wrong. I love Incineroar. But, like, if I had to choose, I would rather have a new series uh, represented over Incineroar. And I, I also think that there are, you know, more interesting Pokemon to choose from. 
I would have preferred like a legendary, another legendary or something, or maybe a pseudo legendary, like like a dragon type. I think that would have been cool. But I I think for me, the reason why specifically is like when it came to Sephiroth, I was like, oh, that's cool. But and I like the music and the stage is really, really pretty. But I, I don't care. Like Violet's stage is probably the lowest quality stage in Smash Ultimate. And I think I, I feel like I might be the only one who thinks that or may, maybe it's like a more open thing and just people don't talk about that. But like when I think about Smash Ultimate and I think about like how crazy some of the additions are, I'm just like, oh, yeah, then they added Byleth and Min Min. Oh, yeah. And that Joker guy and the Aegis. But like Xenoblade Chronicles also had re- representation. But at this point, it's sort of like a second party game to Nintendo, like xenoblade's always been on nintendo and i think it's okay to have another xenoblade rep especially because the people that wanted those characters wanted pyra and mithra they got a cool character it's just a shame that they didn't include the blade mechanic that is prevalent in xenoblade chronicles 2 and they just made them into just a standard sword fighter that can swap between each other there is a go ahead yeah i kind of wish it was rex with multiple blades like pyra mithra numa um, some of the other, even like Nia, um, I guess, I guess, I, I, I guess, I guess spoilers for Xenoblade 2 that Neo becomes a blade at some point, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, just, like, I, I think that would have been more interesting and had more play styles than just Pyra and Mithra. I, I think the thing that makes it really fun for me is like, when I think about it is somebody did the blade mechanic in the Rivals of Ether workshop. And it was really mm-hmm. cool. And it was uh, Zeke and Pan, uh, Panamonica, I think, was her is the blade's name. But uh, what they like, the main fighter is uh, Zeke and he fights normally. And then you build up the meter, yeah. the synergy meter. And then uh, you can expend that meter to toss your blade, uh, it, toss the sword to uh, Panamonica. And then you get like a very powerful special and like you can move around the stage and stuff like that. Like it's. It's two fighters in one, sort of like the Nana and Popo thing, but the blade doesn't attack until you toss off the sword with uh, to them. I mean, and yeah, I that's that... basically what happens in the game, like yeah, when like, you hit like you, your, your ult. You had a chance to include, like, I, I don't like Rex. I don't give a shit about Rex, but like, I think that the mechanic alone was so much more interesting if they did it that way than to just give us another sword character. Like, it's it, it kind of bums me out because especially their DLC. Like they, they could have gone really creative. And I think that's like, I think that might also add into the disappointing factor. It's like, oh, Arsene is just like, it, it's just an install that's timed or whatever. It's it's whatever. Like I, I could just use the, the um, what is it called? The Monado arts. I could just use the Monado arts and get similar effects, like whatever. Oh, Hero's RNG, the character. That's funny, I guess. Oh, Banjo is just... I guess he has resources. That's cool. Sure. Oh, uh, you know, we got another fighting game character. That's really cool. We got a, another fucking fire emblem character. God damn it. Uh, we got a arms fighter who plays similarly to arms. That's really cool. And then we got like another sortie, another sortie with an install. And then we got like, I, I forget who else we had. Sora. Well, I know yeah, that's another sortie. I'm trying to remember who else was no, in that Sora DLC. Doesn't have, Sora, Sora isn't just another sortie. Sora deserved it more than any other character in the season. I, don't get me wrong. I think Ultimate. that Sora is a fantastic inclusion. I think he is a fantastic inclusion. It's just a shame that Smash Flash 2 has a better Sora, in my opinion. I think Sora, is, Sora to me, should be a floaty, flashy combo character. He is and floaty. He is floaty, but he's not a flashy combo character. All he, all you have to do is hold down A, and he goes, and he just swipes his sword a few times. But it's like the combos in Smash Flash Two are just cooler to watch. I, I don't know. I, to me, it's just like at, at this point, it's like I like Smash Ultimate the way it is. I never want to get into it competitively. I'm excited for the future of platform fighters, and just I really hope that nobody ever is able to top the fact that Steve is the most technical character in the game. And that it just it that Steve never gets banned. I don't want Steve banned. If Steve gets banned, I'm calling the Smash in the entire Smash community weak. Yeah, I I I dropped off of Smash Ultimate, but the 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 the, the word floaty and Sora in the same sentence makes me cringe on the inside. 
Hold on, I have to remind myself who else was in the fighter pass too. Because I swear. Um, uh, oh yeah, there was Steve. Oh Kazuya, I forgot about Kazuya. Yeah, he was a good character. I, I Tekken music. Mwah, I love Tekken. Tekken music is so fucking good. But you know, I'm I'm just sitting here like, man. You know, I I would have been okay if like Pyra Mithra had a cooler mechanic. I would have been totally fine if like Sephiroth was replaced with like maybe a more interest or like a new genre character. I think that's the thing I wanted the most was a new Goku. genre character. Goku. Not Goku. I want a new genre character. Like we don't have any first person shooter reps. We don't have a horror game rep. We don't have a visual novel rep. Like there's so many like possibilities of things that could be added like monokuma and smash monokuma and smash no fuck you i want phoenix wright in smash <laughs> phoenix wright deserves to be uh, in smash brothers i want fucking kaname date no, from uh i, I the somnium files i don't want phoenix wright in smash rack. because he will be less interesting in smash than he is in marvel 3 okay yeah i can agree with that extent just play marvel 3 all right. Oh yeah. Speaking of Smash, we should we should get into that. Uh, we should get into the fan fiction. But, but wait, well, wait, Michael. You we... you brought up Marvel. You brought up Marvel, and and there's something that I've been wanting to get off my chest. I brought a up conspiracy Marvel. theory that I believe happened when Disney bought a little property called Star Wars. Wait, did Star Wars cross over with Marvel or something? No, no. Oh right, right. I, I mean, My bad. I mean, I mean, Marvel did after they, you know, bought the license, and unfortunately, Dark Horse made banger Star Wars comics. Dare I say, even better than Marvel's. And it's shame that they lost the license because I really like the art in those old Dark Horse comics. But we're not here to talk about comics. So Disney buys Star Wars in like what? What was it like? Twenty twelve, and like you know. Clone Wars gets canceled. A lot of Lucas Arts, Lucas Arts gets shut down. A lot of like game projects get shelved, and then it happens two years after the purchase, um, two three years after the purchase, twenty fourteen. Um, Disney announces that they are going to make The Force Awakens, and little l- little me was super excited. Oh my god, they're going to make. Star Wars Episode 7. I have to buy every game, every comic, every book. I am going to get all caught up. I'm going to shove 30 years worth of content into my brain. I am going to get ready for this. few months later, Disney announces that they're decanonizing the extended universe um, to make way for new stories. And they're just keeping... Um, what do they keep? They're keeping a few comics... Clone Wars and uh, the movies, the Old Republic will still like go on and they'll be allowed to tell stories, but the old stuff is now Legends. And little me was like, oh, well, okay, are you going to continue Legends? There were so many cool books that were going to... Nope, no more Legends. You're not allowed to continue Legends anymore unless you're the Old Republic. All those storylines and plot lines that left unresolved, not going to get anything for those. Then the hit piece articles started coming out. The extended universe was never good. It was never considered canon anyways. George Lucas didn't care about it. Ah, oh, this, the, like, like every, it seemed like everyone just wanted to shit on the original extended universe. And little me being like 14, 15, 13, so, something, was like, there's something going on here. Disney must be paying these people off. And I still believe it to this day that Disney ran a smear campaign against the original Extended Universe to to pump up their new stuff. I mean, that reminds me. That reminds me. That reminds me. I was so excited. They announced a comic run of The Mandalorian. And it came out yesterday, and I read the first issue today. It's just an adaption of the show, but in comic form. Take everything that sounds cool and just be like, "Oh, never mind." That that that's another thing that I I I noticed um, from 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 uh, speaking to Timothy Zahn, who writes the Thrawn comics in just general. 
now that Disney took over, I believe that they put certain blocks on certain part of the universe that you're not allowed to write about to prevent, like, to keep those storylines open. Because think about, like, Cal Kestis from Fallen Order. He didn't show up in anything else after he his game got made. The only thing that he, he sh- is going to show up in that we know of right now is the next game. It's the same thing with Mando. There's hardly any extended universe material on Mando because they probably have, like, a block on it. Um. Yeah, so they they can they can they can do stuff for the show. It's the same thing with like like post episode nine content. They probably said no one write anything for post episode nine because we're gonna make movies. And then they were like, "Are you gonna make movies?" And no. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I mean, why maybe, would they? Maybe yeah, you like maybe five ten years down the road we might. But for now, no one no one can continue the series. It's the same no thing like. <laughs> They announced, I was so excited when they announced this, but they announced like a publishing initiative called Journey to the Force Awakens, where I I thought they were going to release a whole bunch of extended universe material to literally journey up to the Force Awakens that you could read books and comics and fill that like 20, 30 year gap between Return of the Jedi and Episode 7. And then, you, you know, you could get right off the page and go to the theater and see the story. That didn't happen. They didn't do that. They still haven't done that there is still not a complete history between six and seven or even like because they also did like journey to the last jedi and journey to the rise of skywalker but it wasn't like you know it's it's not like the original extended universe where you can read like five books to get to the next year and then you read three more and you're at the net like that there is no unless you're reading like the high republic that like narrative through line is just gone like the, like like that whole like you know going to the next book it's just it's like it's gone there's no ongoing storylines in the books every time they announce a new book it's just on its own there's no sense of real continuity and i miss that about the old star wars eu yeah that's, i mean when you put it like that it, it sounds like also just like if you just think about it like this right you're waiting for the next Star Wars movie. What better way to get into Star Wars than by reading more Star Wars? Like, that just seems like the next logical step, right? Like, it doesn't have yeah. to be in the same sort of, like, through line. It's just like, oh, I want to read more Star Wars. I want to, you know, I want to have this extended universe. And, like, every time I just sit there and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, man, Legends was cool as fuck. There are so many cool things in Legends that just are never going to be revisited. No. Not to mention the continuity with, with, don't get me wrong, every, every piece of media and universe is going to have, like, you know, plot holes or contradictions, but, like, you, like, like, the connections were so thick. Every time you picked up a Legends book, you would just see all these references and characters show up. Like, I'll never forget, like, uh, it's in, it's like one of the, the Legacy of the Force book. The Legacy of the Force books are, like, they're, like, 40 it's like 40 aby like 35 years after um uh uh return of the jedi and han and leia are going on this mission and they save a bald pale female bounty hunter they don't say her name and i'm like who is this like they go on adventure with her and then uh she turned like they like finally they're like who are you and she goes i'm aura Singh," and i was like oh my god like that's cr- like that's awesome. Or like, uh, they introduce like all of these like new like Mandalorian characters in the Republic Commando novels, and they sh- bo- like in the fifth like Legacy of the Force novel, Boba Fett goes to Mandalore, and there they are. They get resolutions to their stories from like, thir- you know, like because you didn't see them for thirty years, but there they are. Like that, like that's awesome. Like that, that's great. I love that like sense of continuity, and that's just kind of sorely missing in the new stuff yeah it's it's just it's just a shame that like you know like you think about the extended universe and like disney's been kind of like flopping recently with this stuff like i mean even their animation department has been kind of mid in my opinion like i i didn't really enjoy encanto that much and i will be on record saying that i think encanto's music is some of the worst of disney's like repertoire i think it's awful I think they need to bring back Phil Collins, even though I'm pretty sure Phil Collins died. Uh, regardless, I resurrect him. I don't give a shit. Uh, like just, and then like you look no, at like Marvel. Alive. Never mind, he's alive. And like I look at Marvel, I'm like, man, they, I, I just haven't been like blown away by anything that they've like really put out as of late. 
Like it's I, I should. They're, they're fatiguing all their CGI companies. Yeah, that's probably. I mean, that's I mean, probably some of it. But like, I feel like a lot of that is also just on like Disney wanting to have like a very set deadline and stuff like that. It's not even just like the VFX. Like, like there's something else I want to point out with Star Wars and the like. Like your your point that their content has been flopped, but like. Like so, is it? But Marvel feels like it's in its anime filler arc, and yeah, everything just feels fillery. Nothing feels like like even like individually. It's like Thor, Love and Thunder. Thor is gallivanting throughout the the universe, being a hero. At the end, he's gallivanting throughout the universe, being a hero. Like everybody is just static. I yeah. I, I got to the end of Avengers Endgame. Ca- uh, Sam Wilson is going to be Captain America. And then he's not Captain America. Then he is Captain America. Hawkeye starts out as Hawkeye. At the end of the series, he's still retired in Hawkeye, but this time there's another one. Like, nothing, like... There's just nothing of, like, value anymore in, like, the movie. Like, I... Another controversial opinion. I didn't really enjoy Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that much. And I think it's mainly because I think that it would have just been better if Sam uh, Raimi was able to just do whatever he wanted. Like, if there was no, like, if he could shake up the status quo and Sam Raimi was just able to be Sam Raimi, there was no MCU vacation in there, and it was just a Marvel movie directed by Sam Raimi. Not a Marvel movie that, you know, Sam Raimi's there, you know, like... I can see when he's there, like when he's putting his like fingers in and like showing his stuff in that movie. I just, I really wanted to see something different. And like, I, I think a, a lot of that has also been like sort of agreed upon with uh, Thor love and thunder where this doesn't feel like Taika Watiti wrote this film. Like it doesn't feel like this is a film by Taika. Uh, I'll also po- point out too, like, um, cause uh, yeah, I, I kind of disagree with that. I, I, I feel like Thor love and thunder is what happens when you let Taika Waititi go nuts. Like, I feel like somebody needs to, cause he, cause he, he did, he didn't write Ragnarok. He wrote love and thunder. And I think that really shows, but again, I was going to bring up Loki, like Kang rules the TVA at the beginning of Loki. You know, who rules the TVA at the end of Loki Kang. Oh yeah, that's right. You're right. Oh my god. The, the multiverse I, thing doesn't even fucking matter because Spider-Man and Doctor Strange fucking break the multiverse open anyways and they said that that was going to happen regardless if Loki happened. Yeah, I, I love when my uh, I love when my show is basically don't fucking matter. I I have said this before like I, I was talking with um, a, a friend of ours back in ye olden days now uh, someone that we know um about like i i don't i don't watch like the the marvel tv shows like i i didn't watch agents of shield or anything like that i didn't even watch like uh captain america uh the first avenger when i went to go see avenger with my dad and i just sat there and i was like wow that's that that's weird there is i don't know how they got the tesseract and it's like oh well it's explained in the the tv show you, you could have just said it's explained in Captain America and I would have been like, OK, cool. Like, I, I don't want to sit through several seasons of a TV show for something that changed. And I think that's also sort of like something that Marvel's kind of like worried about. Like they don't want to push too hard into Disney Plus. And I think this is also like a Star Wars thing, too, where like they don't want to push too hard into Disney Plus because not everyone has Disney Plus. And if something comes up in like a film or something and they don't have Disney Plus, then they don't know what's happening. Yeah, and to to go back to what I was saying about the start, like like the the quality output, I I decided to do a little experiment. Like what I did was, um, I uh going back to Thrawn, I read the 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 original like prequel like setup novel for Thrawn, which is called Outbound Flight from Legends, and then I read the new Thrawn novel, which is basically the prequel to his appearance in Rebels, and they're written by the same guy, Timothy Zahn, and I I read through Thrawn and I, I liked it. I, I thought I thought it was a pretty good book. I don't think it was as good as like the original it was probably better than the second one because i wasn't big on the second one um like the second of the original thrawn trilogy the last command i th- it might be dark force rising i'm thinking w- w- the second thrawn trilogy book i can't remember what it was called and then i went to back to and i read outbound flight and 
again, it's the, the Legends connections hit me is that like Zahn just had so much more to like go on. Like there was all these like plot threads and lore things that he was like moving through because like it said during the Clone Wars and like the Republic is sending out a mission to go into the extended universe, like extended universe, the unknown regions and Palpatine's like, yes, this is my way of getting rid of the Jedi. I will send as many Jedi on this mission so they will all die. And then like Anakin and Obi-Wan get roped into it because they're, they're off looking for this Jedi that went missing in another book. Like there's so much like, like the, like the ads to the story. Cause there's like this rich universe he can pull from, but in like Thrawn, it's very much like, there's 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 nothing there's like there's nothing to, to pull from so it's just lesser as it like 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 both books are good but like there's just like like you know what i mean it's just like one just yeah, ends it, up being richer it feels like there's it, it sounds like legends because i i didn't read into legends because i wasn't a book guy i never really was a book guy but uh like legends is like like the way I picture it is like basically like a fan and wiki where people write like fan fictions and stuff about what happens and someone sees a character in the li- or like a plot there and they're like oh that's really cool and they like shoot a message over to the author and they're like hey could I like extend off of this and they're like yeah sure and then that sort of just keeps going and now they have you know threads that connect into each other that you know allow other people to find other things and man I, I wish that there was like more because Star Wars felt so big with legends. Like, I, why did they have to just delete it? Like, Legends was this whole thing that... It felt that- huge, and it was a monumental achievement in combined fiction writing. I mean, there really wasn't anything else quite like it, besides Marvel and DC. I think, I think the extended Warhammer media universe has filled the, the, the gap that was left from the extended universe of Star Wars being ripped out of it. Maybe. I I agree that the Warhammer like extended universe is equally as large, but the thing that the Star Wars had is that it it had a it had a plan, it had a vision, it had like tight like continuity. Um we don't have lo- who, who who is the, the 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 leader of the Space Wolves according to that one book? Was it Logan Grimnar or was it Ragnar Blackmane? I can't remember. Um, I think they said it was Logan Grimnar, but it is, it is Ragnar Blackman. Yeah, um, I was just gonna put, like, um, like, they, they did, like, a cool thing in, like, the comics where they, they did a Star Wars crossover event. They, um, they, they made a character who was immortal, and she met characters through all of the different eras, because she was cursed, so like she like she first gets the curse in the old Republic era, and that starts like the Rat Ghoul plague that you see in the the Knights of the Old Republic games. And then like she meets like Obi-Wan and Anakin, and then she meets Anakin again as Darth Vader and like Luke and Leia, and it goes all the way to, to the legacy era, 130 years after the Battle of Gavin, where you get to see the end of her story. And it was a good way of like doing a crossover that wasn't just doing something stupid like you know, Vader's going to time travel back to the old Republic, but you still get like the through line of like a story that like goes through all the, the different eras. You know what that That's another thing with like of... video games, the video game you know output for star of... Wars since Disney took over has been less than stellar. That makes me think mm-hmm. of, uh, in the force unleashed when you, when, uh, what's the name of the training droid? The star killer has proxy. Proxy turns into Darth Maul in that one level. Yeah. And you get to fight Darth Maul as a star killer even though he's in 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 old EU dead at that point, I think, right? Oh, uh, if it was past yeah. episode 4 or if it was during like episode 4, which would be around like e- even if we It was between Rebels, it was between it was be. between 3 and 4, and technically in the old EU Maul's fate is technically ambiguous because they didn't finish the Clone Wars. So, oh right. I haven't heard if some people can like 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 season seven of the Clone Wars is listed as canon on Wikipedia. Um, they don't list it under Legends. I don't know if people consider Clone Wars season seven to be Legends or not. But if we're just like going at the hard rule that like Legends stopped after twenty fourteen, then yeah, his fate is ambiguous. So we could say he's dead. We could just say Clone Wars. He's we. 
Yeah, you, well, you could just with, figure that he must have died season, or something like that. Even with season seven included, it would still be. Oh, because yeah, because he dies in Rebels. He dies um, in Rebels. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you know, speaking of big universes, you know, maybe we should get back to the fan fiction. You know, we we. Well, I think Matt had something that. to say. Oh right, Matt. Well, no, 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 because I wanted to, I wanted to loop around to this earlier. Um, you since, go ahead. Since, you go ahead. Since uh, fucking. Are we gonna talk you about League talking, of Legends again? Maybe you were talking about uh, DLC characters. It made me think of. I hate the new champions. Every time they add a new champion in League of Legends, I get fucking so no, angry. I, the new champions are genuinely worse than the last one every time. They're all I, always the worst. They thing added a new added. champion today named Nyla, and I literally every single game I have played today, every match there have been two different people banning Nyla. Why are why are all the new female characters like Twitter pronoun dyed hair people? I don't get that. She she's not a Twitter she's not a Twitter pronoun dyed hair person. No, no, but like the last five women that they've added have been like that. Is she not? Is she not like that? No, she's just she has black hair. Okay, that's impressive. Unless it's the uh, Star Guardian skin, then it's purple. (laughs) But that's kind of the thing with the Star Guardian. Also, the fact yeah, that she true. released w- day one with a Star Guardian skin when when other champions who deserve Star Guardian skins don't have them is so stupid. But yeah, like yeah. who are the most re- who are the most recent chap- champions? Belvath, Renata Glass, Vex, Akshan, all disgusting champions. Lilia, disgusting champion. Set, I want to kill every set player with a handgun. Jeez, violent. Yumi is so annoying. Nico also makes me want to die. It's it's insane. Anybody who plays a Lowy should be fucking executed. It's 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 ridiculous. I don't know how they could make like so many bad champs in a row when all the all the old champs are cool. Back in my day, we got Nar and we got fucking we got we got Echo. We got Skarner. We got Skarner. Aurelian Soul. We Those got are cool Elise. champions. I would just love it if 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 they just said fuck it and added a Dota two hero to the game, like literally just straight <laughs> up a Dota two hero. No, that like, would be so everything. funny to me. Like we're like just port it over or like take the mechanics of a Dota two hero and like take throw all it the into mechanics a of a Dota two. Just shamelessly copy it. Just shameless, totally shameless. And this is one thing I'll just say: I think League gets way too up its own ass about having too many mechanics on heroes. Dota is getting a little bit like that sometimes with modern heroes too. But some of my favorite designs of cha- of heroes in Dota are the ones where their ultimate has no utility, it has no greater function beyond you press the button on the enemy and they explode. There are (laughs) at least three ultimates I can think of off the top of my head in Dota 2 that are literally just a fuck you button. You just press it and it does an unreasonable amount of damage. There's Lion who has an ultimate that gains 50 damage every time you kill somebody with it. There's Lena who does like 700 pure true damage with her ultimate for no reason. It's just, it's just a 700 pure damage. Fuck you button. And I love that. That's hilarious. I want to say, so they have a lot, they have a big skin line that I mentioned before called, uh, called the, the star guardian skins. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the naming schemes. Of the Star Guardian skin. First of all, there are two male Star Guardians, which like Sailor Moon allegory. There's no male sailors. That doesn't make sense. Not to mention, we have the two villains from the last release were Star Guardian skins, but the villain for this Star Guardian release is Star Nemesis. Why? 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 Star Guardian Zoe is like the main villain of the Star Guardian universe, and she is the Star Guardian Zoe and not Star Nemesis Zoe. Why does Fiddlesticks get to be Star Nemesis? Racist. Racist to, to Scarecrows. That's what I think. Also, Matt, you should look at the Star Guardian Fiddlesticks again because holy shit. 
Does it look good? It looks so cool. Star Guardian Fiddlestick. Star Nemesis. Star Nemesis Star Fiddlesticks. Nemesis. Star Nemesis. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I see it. Ooh. That looks fucking... That looks good. He's like that a, like really a cool. Sentai villain, Sailor Moon villain. He does look very cool. That Here's... Here's something really funny, though, that I have to mention about League of Legends. Anytime that there is a new skin for a champion, they buff that champion. Have you noticed that? That's true. They buff Fiddlesticks. Yeah, they just buffed him because they're going to give him a skin. That's one of the most underhanded scummy things I see Riot do. And it's so fun. It's so naked and transparently like that, too. Like, they don't even try to hide the fact that they're doing it. It's just how it happens. It's it's so funny to me when I see companies do things like that and they're just so transparently, yes, we want your money right now. Just give us the money. We're going to encourage you to give us your money, which reminds me, I don't give a fuck about the Smash fan fiction because I need to rant to you now about lead. What about lean? Not lean. Not Damn. lean. Aww. I wish... It was lead. Oh my, how I wish it was lean. I'm talking about the lead engineering company. Not really a company. It's it's a fucking set of standards that emerged in the last 20 years. Let me I'm going I'm just going to dive straight into the whole fucking thing from beginning to end. I don't care how much time this takes. I'm going to explain to you everything from beginning to end. So, about 50 years ago, we started running into what is called in the modern day the energy crisis. It is a huge problem that we're facing in all kinds of buildings nowadays. It's why we talk about clean energy versus non-renewables versus all this other shit. I'm not going to get into that political nonsense and all that. At least I'm going to try not to, although it's very adjacent to this. But basically, we have not enough energy to do all the things we want in buildings, so we have to restrict what we're doing in buildings to stop using quite as much energy. And we've had codes being done for this in the last 50 years. But only recently do we have uh, a new set of standards to be using. Now, codes and standards are two different things. Codes are you can get shot by the government if you don't follow your codes. If you don't follow a standard, you're unlikely to get shot by the government. But disabled people can shoot you if you discriminate against them. So this is a funny, this is a funny aside. Um... You know how you have like ramps and shit going into buildings and you have handicapped parking spots and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. That is not a code. You do not have to have handicapped parking spots or ramps or elevators in your building. You don't you don't have to accommodate disabled people. Wild. However, if a disabled person wants to use your facilities and has a right to use your facilities and you don't follow the disabled American standards for disabled people, they can sue you and they have successfully done so to many businesses in the past. So almost every place just follows disabled American stuff, whether like they're going to expect to have people like that there or not. And a funny thing about my, my workplace actually is I asked um, uh, my boss at one point, Say, if a disabled person needed to get in or out of the out of the building, how would they do that? Because the doors are not automatic and there's no handicap button to open them. They're not automatic. They cannot automatically open by themselves. So if somebody's in a wheelchair in that building, they're just stuck. They cannot get out. There's no there's no door for that. And my boss looked at me for like 10 seconds. and He was like. Yeah, that's a good point. And then we went back to talking about what we were talking about before. And he didn't mention it again. <laughs> what I want to know is, do you think it should be mandatory? Um, I don't think it like, I don't think the government has to regulate it because people regulate it themselves. If you don't put it in your building, the courts have decided, yes, you can be sued for that because it's a danger and a liability to people in your building if they can't escape. And if you're disabled and you can't escape, then you're shit out of luck. And the parking spots are sort of hand in hand with that. You have to follow all the disabled uh, American standards if you follow some of them and you want to be like certified by them. Uh So that's that's a great example of self-regulation that just automatically happens. A lot of people always talk that that's a huge topic 
in all of engineering is who's regulating things, who's making the standards, who's making the codes, especially. Um, there's actually a huge, huge problem uh, in one of the other projects that my coworkers are working on. There's an attic space, right, in this apartment building that they're working on. And an attic space is a very special part next to the roof that's not conditioned, okay? It gets really cold in the winter and gets really hot in the summer. And we have to use the attic space to route stuff through it. And they're, it's a cheap project. And right now, they're using PVC pipe to bring their vents up to, this, uh, up to the roof and expel it. Now, this, this is a side thing. I'm sure nobody knows about this. So I'm just going to mention it. There's waste sanitary piping in your building, right? Where the poop and shit uh -huh. goes. It's got to go downhill. And it's got to be a certain size. It always has to be a minimum of four inches for all Why your waste. It, go uphill? Uh, it can't go uphill because shit goes downhill. <laughs> okay. That's, 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 that's the real thing that plumbers say. Shit goes downhill. That's, that's what all of them will tell you if you ask them how they know where the waste piping is supposed to go. It has to naturally completely go down and you're not allowed to bring it up at any point even if the, the end point is lower um it just has to smoothly go down to the bottom because you don't want shit getting caught in the pipe you don't want literal shit getting caught in your shit pipe but to service less things getting stuck in that pipe you have to have what's called the vent pipe go up to your roof uh-huh and that's important to keep clear it has to be kept clear and it can't be broken or anything like that because you'll run into serious problems with your waste piping and this PVC vent pipe that went through the attic, uh, they needed to make sure it wouldn't freeze in the winters. So they added this special little wiring system to it that would heat it up in the wintertime. It would just be little hot wires that go into the pipe and it will keep it hot during the wintertime. And the code official for the piping inspection, he looked at that and he said, no, you can't do that. It'll melt the pipe. And to put into words how ridiculous that is, this shit that they're putting on the pipe literally isn't even mentioned in the codes. In not a single sentence of all of the Omaha plumbing code does it mention those wires at all. And we have some of the most crazy, insanely in-depth plumbing codes of anywhere in the country. And it doesn't mention it at all. So this code guy just pulled that out of his ass completely. He just completely pulled it out of nowhere. And they went up to the board of code standards to talk about this shit. And they were like, mm, yeah, no, you can't put that on the PVC pipe. And the, the guys at my company are really pissed about it because they're going to have to replace the PVC pipe with cast iron pipe, which is going to be like, many many tens of thousands of extra dollars just because of this one guy saying this one thing so in the span of five minutes they lost tens of thousands of dollars but in an adjacent thing because that's not even what i wanted to rant about lead is what i wanted to rant about because lead is the definition of a fucking mafia in engineering these people will fucking gouge your eyes out for expensive shit in your building just so you can get a special little fucking sticker that says you did lead platinum or lead gold or lead silver and learning about how lead operates is literally like learning how a racketeering practice works or how like a protection service works with the mob because their shit is unbelievably nebulous they have eight different websites to go to to learn about their standards and each of those websites has different information about the standards. It has different information about how to achieve them. And it has different information about how to take their tests to get certified. And you have to pay them to have memberships to each of them. It's insanity. But to succinctly describe why I believe they're an engineering racketing practice akin to mafia protection money is if you are confused about their standards you have to pay them $180 to ask them a question you have to pay them $180 every time 
every time there's a question, you have to ask, you have to pay them one hundred eighty dollars. I, I have a question about that. Yes. Yes. So um, I would assume your, con- your your company with their their company pockets, like you know, foot the bill for the asking of the. But how many questions can you ask? Like, oh, you can <laughs> ask as many questions to them as you want if you're willing to pay every single time. Jesus, oh, is your company if your willing question, to pay? Yes, if you're willing to pay, you can ask them whatever you want. But if you want, if you dispute it, if you dispute their ruling, like if you ask them something that clearly should be done, but they're like, no, mm-mm, can't do it, then you you can dispute it, but disputing it costs several hundred more dollars for that one dispute. <laughs> Imagine going, hey, uh, do you know the answer to this uh, to this que- uh, test question? Yeah, that'll be like, one hundred eighty dollars. One hundred eighty bucks. Uh, actually, I did the calculations. You're wrong. Um, another eight hundred dollars, please. Yeah, it's like it's complete insanity. I think if you're considered right, if it goes up to the review board, I think they don't charge you. But if you are wrong by their standards that they create, then you have to pay them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna and the funniest part about all of this is that question you ask them only their answer only applies to your project one time. If you have that same problem on another project of yours and you're the same person who asked them that same exact question for a different project, you still have to pay them the money again to get that permission to do it. That's so stupid. If you want to make that, here's the best part though. If you want to make your question a lead interpretation, and as in a new standard that they implement across all of their guidebooks, and is just something everybody can refer to, you have to pay them another two hundred dollars to convert it into a true standard of theirs. You so pay them saying- to enhance their standards. So what you're saying is that not only like uh, to put in perspective, like I want to I want to give an example that probably work a little bit. Yeah. Basically, you're going to a restaurant and yes. you're paying money to get this to get a dish. If you don't like the dish, you have to pay even more money to to just just to get rid of it. But if you're right about like the food being raw or something, they don't charge you for it. By their own standards, of course. However, if you really like the food and you mm-hmm. want more people to try this food, but for some reason this dish is a like just just a just a one and done or like a seasonal dish that's only for this year for this specific month, you have to pay them more money to keep it on the menu. That's kind of true, but what I what I find it much funnier is. Um, imagine if you're living in an apartment, right? And you Uh have clear contractual statements about a lot of things that you can and can't have in your apartment. And then you have a lot of very vague things about what you can and can't have in your apartment. Like you can't have a TV monitor bigger than the owner's dog, right? Let's (laughs) say that's one of the statements in stipulations in your contract. And the owner bought that dog when it was a puppy, right? Oh, and then the dog is now like a St. Bernard fucking giant ass dog. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, can I get a be- bigger screen than the one I had when I first came into the apartment? And the owner's like, I mean, you're going to have to pay me $180 to look at your TV again. But yeah. And then let's say you get another TV in your apartment because you really like to watch TV separately from the other person you're sharing the apartment with. You right. start putting it into your apartment, and the owner sees you doing it, and you're like, hey, whoa, 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 What are you doing? You're like, well, I'm putting another TV screen in here. And you're like, okay. The, the owner's like, okay, that's fine. Then your neighbor sees you do that, so your neighbor buys an equivalently sized TV screen, and your owner goes, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And the neighbor's like, well, I can use the same TV screen as him, right? And the, and the owner says, no, he didn't pay me 200 <laughs> extra dollars so that you could do that. He paid me $180 so he could do it and only him. That's, that's how it a, works. That's, that's exactly oddly, how it works. I hate that. I, I, I know. genuinely hate that. That's do you get so why I want to about this? It's so unbelievably shady. And it's, it's so As, funny because they, they say they're like, 
super duper on climate change and we want to make the world a better place. But if you pay extra money, you get something called a carbon credit where ostensibly, supposedly the money you pay to them will go into services that will help reduce the carbon footprint across the board for society. But you have no idea where that money went after you paid it to them. You got no idea. And I think that's incredibly hilarious. That that is very funny. I, I I'm glad that you chose to 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 rant about this. That is very, very funny, and I'm glad that I learned about something very new. It sounds like if you if you went to McDonald's and you were like, Yeah, can I get a fucking Big Mac? And they were like, pay us and we'll tell you. And you give them like 30 bucks and they go, no. <laughs> you paid another $100 to try and say, say oh, yes. Can I get a... I'm just sitting here like... <laughs> yeah, you get... Can I get a Big Mac? Yeah, if you pay us and you pay them, they just go, nah. I can't, I can really, I get a, can't do that. Can, I give me, can you give me a crispy chicken sandwich combo? Uh, another 20 bucks. All right. No, no, we have no chicken. No, just just fuck you. No, that's really funny. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, the, the the fan fiction. Um, uh, do, do you think, well, do you think we can like I'm, do it another time? Like, yeah, I'm really tired. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. I'm getting real tired. I'm you know I we have like we have another chain recording that we have to do eventually. Like I, I yeah, gotta do like ten more chain recordings for the keto. It's, oh it's, yeah, yeah, the KetoCon. You know how about yeah, how yeah, about this? Yeah. How about this? Four hundredth episode. Four hundredth episode. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. No, wait, wait. Yeah, uh, how about, how about, no, five hundredth. Five hundredth. Five hundredth. Yeah, I like no, five hundredth. No, 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 no. Four hundredth. Four hundredth. Four hundred fiftieth. How about four hundred one? Four hundred one. Yeah. No, wait. Four hundred four. Four hundred four. Okay. I th- I think that's not good. found. Just okay. like this fan fiction that we're supposed to read. Well, we well, well, well I mean, we thought we we have it up, but you know, we've been recording for like an hour and ten minutes, and I think we oh, we're, right. we're ready to wrap things up. Okay. Well, um, I mean, yeah. all right. Yeah, have fun at TokidoCon. Well, yeah, I will have a fun time at TokidoCon. If you guys okay. are listening, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter or whatever. Give us money. Have a beautiful too. time. We love you. Oh, but make 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 sure uh, if he, if because this is in a time fucking space recording void and this is happening after I get back from Dokitocon. Uh, welcome new fans to the podcast and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get your Jelking T-shirts and subscribe to your team. Balls or no balls with the respective T-shirts. Oh, so true, so true, buddy, so true. This has been So You Think You Can Fan In. Gonna 200 more episodes, 10 years in a movie, in a website. So You Think You Can Fan In dot com. Dot org. Dot org. We love you.